0: Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. 97. My name is James Noka. I'm with Kyle Verstegg, and we are your knife contact for content and what's going on in the knife world at this particular point in time.
1: Well, as much as we can be. <laughs> as much as we can be. It's hard to know everything.
0: Really? Stuff is happening so fast in the knife world, it's not even funny. Yep.
1: Uh, so, uh, one of our Listeners recommended a uh, Instagram channel called Knife Haters, and that got taken down because he was constantly bashing these people, and then they got all their fanboys to complain and stuff. So that one got taken down, and then that's funny. up came Knife Haters forever, and then now that one is down. So, so we're hating the Knife Haters. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so, funny. Yeah, so that's. Uh, that was something a little follow up from a past podcast. In case you guys were looking for that, I know. People yeah, there's there's uh, it's,
0: it's funny how that stuff springs up and then it it's almost like somebody's angry and they just decided all they're just going to be mad and so I'm going to throw up a bunch of hate and that's going to be the end of that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is like he made like some decent uh, decent. Um, Posts about stuff, you know. <laughs> Sometimes he had a point. Yeah, yeah, well. Oh yeah, we we still need to eventually do the uh, Rambo knife contest too. Well, that's a that's a um, the whole knife
0: uh, ooh the whole knife um, uh, hater club is is kind of interesting because I think they're they're somehow related to the gun hater clubs oh. and the. Uh, and I think it, it's indicative of the sad state of our society right now. How uh, we've got a bunch of pansies. And uh, I, it cracks me up how I just came across my news feed this morning. There was a meme on Facebook that showed uh, two kids that were young teenagers. Um, one of them was pounding the crap out of the second one. And uh, they said, uh, basically, it said, this is how we unfriended when we when I was a kid and I, and I kind of related to that because that was you know that was typical that was how you ended a friendship and sometimes made a friendship stronger but but it was it, a lot of times it was very physical and nowadays you know we're so afraid to, to have our kids engage in any kind of any kind of fisticuffs or I mean hell I remember when I was in high school you had a major disagreement with somebody got caught fighting um and depending on the teacher a lot of times you ended up in the gym with boxing gloves on yeah you know and a bell ringing and 3 minute uh uh 3 minute rounds yeah and um you know and I know that a lot of a lot of uh,
1: millennials look at me like an ogre but <laughs> well getting back to this knife haters guy it wasn't that it what he was doing was he would take a knife that was overhyped and had stupid features, and call out the stupid oh, features. So it wasn't, yeah. Oh,
0: so it wasn't an actual... I guess I didn't see that. I guess...
1: It, no. Yeah, it wasn't... dog's on a Persian run. Yeah, our... our. Uh, so it was, it was basically, he was calling out stupid shit on knives. Uh, well. And, you know... I so might have
0: agreed with a lot of stuff. You would have.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, you would have agreed with quite a bit of the stuff that he was I did see, I
0: did see a Facebook page that was knife haters that literally were basically saying knives in general, were the root of all evil. They were the, you know, they were the reason why everybody's getting slaughtered. And, you know, without knives, we wouldn't have the... ISIS wouldn't have cut anybody's heads off. And, I mean, they were saying stuff like that. And
1: actually, well, that had to have been a spoof. Like,
0: well, think about the gun people, what they say.
1: Yeah, I know, but, you know... know, they
0: they go against rational statistics. Um, Every place that every state... Statistically, that is, enacted a concealed carry license, the crime rates go down. Every single state, there's not one state that the crime rates have gone up since the concealed carry laws were enacted in their state. such so a, sh- a shall issue uh, license. And you can't deny that. And yet, these people deny it. And they they just, it's like they make shit up. And so there's a group of knife people that are like that, too, Huh. that think that knives are the root of all evil. They're the ones that, you know, without any knife. You know, to me, I'm like thinking, it's like, yeah, without a knife, how am I going to cut my steak? Well, right. <laughs> but uh, without my knife, how am I going to gut my deer? Well, this this guy had,
1: I mean, there's some really so, so stupid he was, stuff out yeah, there. So, the he was, so he
0: was actually attacking stupid uh, stuff
1: on knives. What
0: I would call artsy... It ends up being artsy knives, multiple grinds, and different
1: yeah. positions, and
0: someone trying to explain to me why they're you know. And, and uh, I guess one of the things that you that you that you come across is if you have to explain it to somebody, why would you want? Why would they want it? Yeah, because they've been obviously doing without it at the time. Yeah, just perfectly fine. So you're trying to change uh, the the. I don't know. You try to change the how things are 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 commonly done. And use it this new tool that makes it more difficult because you got to hold it in your hand a certain way, and right, yeah, and, and, that's, and you have to worry about getting cut in the process or stabbed or.
1: That's that's been uh, one of the big complaints I have about some of these people that are tracker knife fanatics. I mean, I like the knife because it's challenging to make, and if you use it, I mean, it actually does have some uses, but there's some, but I. I say that with the caveat that, by and large, they don't come with the right edge in the right spot right. To, well, to, do the to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, and so because because the Beck ones are. Yeah. The, the yeah, but but the, the point being, like, uh, they uh, there are people that say that you you should modify what you're doing to suit. The tops knife and not right. modify the tops knife right. so that you can do well, things I, right. Well, I've never
0: thought that the top that, that the tops knife was desi- was actually as useful as the Beck knife is. I, you know, the Beck knife is designed a certain way to do certain things. One of them is to make a bow. You know, that's what it was. The, that's that. That was the whole premise of that knife was to be able to make a bow and an arrow with it. Mm-hmm. Straighten an arrow and and uh, and and use it to carve a bow. I just seen a uh, a picture of a bow that was made by your friend, uh, uh, our friend, with the um, oh, what the hell is it? what? What's that big knife that you have that uh, that? Um, my brain is not working. Daryl's knife. No, 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 no. A uh,
1: parang. Hunt. Oh T M Hunt, yeah, the yeah the, so, the M
0: nineteen is Yeah the...
1: uh, no it's the M eighteen. M eighteen. Yeah. Well um, one of the
0: uh, one of the YouTubers just made a, a bow with yeah, his knife. It's, it's Foxwalk primitive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so obviously that could be
1: used in a similar
0: fashion to the
1: Yeah. It just has more chopping power right. than the typical right. tops tracker. So and it also weighs a lot more. But at any rate the uh, But the but, but the Beck knife does weigh more than a top tractor, too. Yeah, and the but ergos on the handle are better. Yeah. I mean there's just there's just all kinds of things that I would change right. about the right. the but tops. The, but, but the but point yeah. is the one thing that's so important
0: about it is that that when used as designed it was made to to be able to make a bow. Yeah. As one of the functions of it that was highly touted. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and so I guess I, and like I said, I, I think when I, I remember how stupid a knife I thought it was, and you, you seriously have two different knives. You have the top knife, which I'm, which I see very little use for. And then I see the Beck's, the Beck knife and the things that you can do with it as it was designed. And I, I, I get, I understand that. Yeah. You know, if you're, it's like... A specialized tool for for doing something, you know, it's not it's not made for, and it's not for everybody, because everybody's not going to go out and want to make a, a a self bow with arrows in the woods. No. Very few people actually have that ability or that skill to be able to. Or do even that. the desire. Or the desire, yeah, because <laughs> it's it's not an easy task to do that. Hmm. But but so I so I see that part with the with the tops knife and. And I do see a lot of knives that are I, that make no sense to me whatsoever.
1: Well, it, specifically, one of the things that this guy was going after were the titanium frame locks with like twelve different grinds on the blade and like these crazy right. finishes and like well, you know who's you know
0: who's into a lot of weird stuff too. Mall ninjas, m- mar- martial artists.
1: Oh yeah, their
0: knives a lot of times are. You know, made for certain grips and certain things, and and they can't get past the fact that a lot of people carry guns, and you start, you know.
1: Yeah, you, you pull start... out a knife and like. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I and unfortunately, I'm going to be pulling out a gun, and if you're not dropping the knife in eight, one eighth of a second, you're gonna you're gonna have two in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just the way it is. I I have zero tolerance for that, but um. And that's, and seriously, that's what, there is a, there's a huge subculture in the knife industry that is all about those kind of knives. They have certain grips, they have certain blade shapes, they have certain, um, certain angles, and, you know, all of them are made with the intention of being some kind of weapon, which lends a whole nother level of, of, uh, you're in serious trouble if you get caught with that and you say it's a weapon. It's hard to justify something that looks like that as a because you're laying linoleum. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh... And most, and most police officers today are, are fairly up on what those knives are used for and how they're, and because they've, they've seen stab wounds before. Yeah. You know, and, uh... And so, just you know, just the word of the wise: um, if you're carrying a pocket knife, never say it's for self-defense.
1: Yeah, just say it's a tool. Yep, it's a tool. Opening boxes and whatnot. Yep, yep. So here's an interesting pocket knife. I bought that at Smoky Mountain. So, isn't
0: that is a it's a Osborne?
1: Well, that's the 940 upgraded. Isn't this the same, the one I have a prototype for? I don't know if you have a... did I, I show you that? It. No, you didn't show me this. This is this is different. Well, that's, yeah, uh, the other one, I the
0: one I have is like really super fancy with inlays and all oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that a 940?
1: I don't think so, no.
0: Because that's the Osborne design.
1: Yeah, well, the, the 940 is... Uh, I did a video a long time ago comparing the 710 to the 940, right. and I like the 940 because it's a little smaller and right. it's more a little bit more refined. Well, that's... What's it say on the? That's like the 941, right? Well, I think uh, mine.
0: I think mine is a 940. I okay. could be wrong, but I think it's a 940. Shit, uh, I can't
1: even see what that. Here, says. let me see. Yeah, I can. So it's it's the um, it's nice bench made on. Osborne design. Uh, it's S90V steel. I think it's the. I think it's the 941 because it's basically just a 940 that they've. So it's got an axis lock. It's got. Uh,
0: it's nice looking.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, these things are great. I uh, and it's got the uh, instead of having the aluminum or whatever it was handle scales, these are carbon fiber. Uh,
0: you know, I, I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but that that brings up an interesting thing: this carbon fiber stuff. mm Hmm. Let me see this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, so this appears to be carbon fiber.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: When you look at and see how they operate when they're building a boat out of this stuff, um, you don't see knife makers doing the same things. The, I mean, when you deal with carbon fiber as, like, a boat builder uses, they, like, the racers mm-hmm. will make carbon fiber boats. They have carbon fiber mass. They have carbon fiber... All kinds of stuff on boats. Right, and when they're dealing with this stuff, they're wearing Tyvek and they're wearing—they're like you in a room that you can't go in unless you're suited up with the respirator and all
1: that shit. How the hell are they milling this stuff? Well, probably they probably have to use the same.
0: They don't though.
1: Well, then they're gonna get sick. Well, it makes me wonder if this isn't really carbon fiber. Uh, I don't know
0: the stuff. I well, I mean because because there's guys making it in Europe that are making it at their house. Right. And and they're making it in different colors. And I'm saying, well, how the hell
1: can it be different colors when carbon fiber is freaking carbon fibers are black or gray, dark gray? So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know anything about the material. I made exactly one knife with carbon fiber handle scales, and the reason I did it was because uh, no, do, 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 Macecraft Supply sent me a little thing to to try it out they sent they, me a
0: freebie and see that that's the thing that gets me is carbon fiber gets in your skin but
1: miraculously knife makers are using it all the time it's not getting in their skin well i made exactly one carbon fiber thing and actually bought it back recently um, so and here it is i'm actually opening it so jim something came in the mail today these nuts <laughs> uh, that, so this is a uh, this i made exactly one thing with carbon fiber on it and this is real carbon fiber this is imp number 20 but how do you know it's real carbon fiber that's what i'm, well, that's what I'm getting know. at that's what I, i'm getting at. i mean how am i going to know the difference well that's what i'm getting well, at. i mean what what I, I don't have the sophistication to know that but uh so i've made i bought back
0: but a see, couple if you, you look at this yeah. You look at this and you look at that knife and, the, and it looks different. Oh, really? The scales look different. Look at look at your the, the Osborne and look at yours. And that may be real carbon fiber. I question whether that is down there. Looks
1: I, different. I have no idea. Well, it, it probably looks different. I mean, there's got to be more than one way to make carbon fiber, you know. That's well, the thing. It, okay. So carbon fiber
0: is unbelievably expensive yeah it's beyond comprehension unbelievably expensive I mean I was looking up I was looking up what sheets of carbon fiber cost uh-huh and it's thousands of dollars per sheet
1: oh really yeah well then that's that's got to be crazy that's crazy talk then we're not using real carbon fiber well that's what that's what yeah. makes me wonder okay so
0: I mean the carbon fiber is carbon fiber in race cars
1: really and, it, and yeah, but it's structural it's crazy, carbon right? fiber. They
0: use it because it's so, because the carbon fiber is so strong. It's carbon fiber and um, fiberglass are similar in the way that they're built. Mm-hmm. You have layers of fiberglass mm-hmm. and then resin. Yeah, that's fiberglass. With carbon fiber, you have layers of carbon fiber material yeah. cloth. It's it's carbon fiber cloth, yeah, and then resin. Yeah. So the and carbon fiber is like a pencil color. Yeah. Gray gray material. Yeah. Gray or gray or black. Um, I guess it looks gray in the in the um, but there but there's layers of carbon fiber piled or yeah carbon fiber material piled on each other, then it then it's uh, impregnated with uh, resin. And vacuum. To get all the air out of it and it, and, and smoosh it down, and uh, and when you grind it, carbon. Fi- what is what is uh, mesotheli me- not meso. What is um? You're you're thinking what is, of what mesothelioma. What is, yeah, but what is coal lung? That's asbestos. But what is coal lung? Coal miners' lungs. That's carbon in your lungs. right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So the, it's the same thing. You would get the same thing with carbon because that's what the same. It's a carbon material, just the way coal is a carbon material.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't know honestly, I don't know enough about it. But when I ground that, I had a uh, a fan blowing air out of the room. Mm-hmm. It was on a porch, and then I was wearing like a real deal respirator. Mm-hmm. So, but the, but they say that it gets in your skin too. But it, well, it didn't get in mine. Um, but I was also wearing gloves.
0: So it makes me wonder about look. We'll look that up. Look up the cost of a. Of uh, carbon fiber, there's a couple places that make it. It's horribly expensive, especially like in the thicknesses that you would use for knife scales. Yeah, like I said, like a four by eight sheet is like twenty
1: thousand dollars. Oh, that's crazy. They, it's well, the other thing with carbon fiber is, is that it's far more widely available than it ever was before. Like if you go in my garage, there's two bikes in my garage, and mm-hmm. both of them have legit carbon fiber frame Right, like, and they were cheap bikes too, weren't they? They were a hell of a lot cheaper than they should be for a carbon fiber frame. It should be a lot more money than that, you know. Uh, they, these weren't cheap bikes by any means, but still. Like, I mean, I, I
0: think that I think what ends up happening is I think the term carbon fiber gets tossed around a lot,
1: and it's probably not the same thing that right. you were thinking. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's interesting to think about. So, um, so I bought back two Imps uh That were kind of unique imps. One with a carbon fiber handle, and one with a, a pink and white handle. And those were the only two that I made like that. That was a bone. Uh-uh. Just just pink and white G10 with oh, okay. a pink sheath. Okay. So I only made two. Made made one each like that. Um, I may give these away on the podcast after I get them tuned up a little bit. They need resharpening, and I'll probably polish them up a bit, and I need to loosen the sheath a little bit on on a couple of these. But anyway.
0: uh, Okay, economy sheets. Uh, Let's let's say 5.30 seconds. 6 by 6 inches. By 530 seconds is $33. A 24 by 48 sheet of 530 seconds carbon fiber, that's from this company, Dragon Plate, uh, is $438.75. Wow, you're getting into some money. A 48 by 48 inch piece, 530 seconds thick, 877
1: dollars Yeah, there's got to be more than one company that sells that stuff though. Because uh, I mean, why would they have sent me that stuff for free? You well,
0: know? that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Is it, you know, if you're if you're making something that looks like carbon, how the hell are you going to know that? Why would you even need besides the look it's of the carbon look. fiber? It, well, you wouldn't yeah. need it on a handle scale. No, so how do look. we know that what they're calling carbon fiber is not just dark cloth with black resin on it? It wouldn't, yeah. yeah we it wouldn't, wouldn't know the it, difference. It
1: really wouldn't make any difference. No, it wouldn't make
0: any difference at all, and you wouldn't know the difference. No, if you can, if you would develop something that looks like carbon fiber, that is a lot cheaper to make because you don't have to use the carbon cloth, um, and all of the things associated with it go away. You know, I mean, I. I yeah, yeah, I if, can see that. You know, so yeah, just some thought. Yeah. Well, let's see. uh, Random thoughts.
1: (laughs) Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. Hey, Mr. Bartender, please don't be so slow. I got time for one more round. Go tomorrow Sunday, I'm gonna be feeling low. So please, please, bartender. I to go. I've been drinking all day long. Okay, so I'm uh, currently reading a book that you'd like. It's by Michael Hart. Mm-hmm. It's called Dispatches. It's about the Vietnam War. He was like a embedded war reporter. Uh-huh. And you've seen the movie Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. A lot of the stuff in Full Metal Jacket, like stories and things that happened, came, came from, that? from that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I just downloaded uh, Dave McIntyre's book. I don't know if you read that. Did you read any of that? I did. I read the first one. He's got three of them out now. Yeah, I know. Are uh, they, they? Did you like the first? I haven't yeah, started reading I, it yet.
1: Yeah, I read, I read through the first one, I, and I, I paused because I got... A bunch of other books right. to read, but that yeah, I read the first one and I liked it.
0: Um, so I'm in the I'm, I'm getting tuned up to read that. And Dave is on alone. Yeah, and uh, he is using a uh, Abe Ellis knife, which is a uh, fellow that I know from Can- well, he's pretty famous now uh, from Canada and uh, knife maker from Canada. That's I think it's Diving Sparrow Paddle Works or Diving Sparrow Knife Works does a really nice job making knives um and there's actually an article on i think it's from the history channel that's uh all the knives that the contestants are using oh yeah what their what their history is behind them and and uh i'm pretty convinced that that um any of the contestants that are on there could do just fine with With whatever. whatever they had yeah you know, so one of the things I want you to remember, if you're a listener, um, just because somebody says it's they they love it, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make you be able to do the same things that they can do with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I remember when I was a kid, PF flyers make you run higher and run faster and jump higher. So I had to have a pair of PF flyers, and I'll be dipped in shit. It didn't make me run any faster or any <laughs> jump any higher. Yeah. So. Um, so kind of th- think about that a yeah.
1: little
0: bit. You know, just because a, just because some someone famous that has a pretty good skill set uses a certain kind of tool, doesn't necessarily mean that if you buy that same tool and pay an extra extra amount of money for it because that guy just endorsed it, famous guy endorsed it, um, doesn't mean it's going to work any better for you than
1: anything else. Yeah. You know so. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to shoo away some starlings here. Ooh. They came into my yard in the last couple days. Get the 22. Well, I got a really good BB gun. Ooh, get the BB gun. I wish they'd stop it so I don't have to shoot them. Ah. I thought you were going to catch a crow. Did you catch a crow? I've been trying. Well, not actively trying, but I wouldn't mind having a baby crow, but you can't. Keep them by federal law. I mean, yeah, you can get sent to prison for that crap. No, but I I like having them around. They they're smart and they they keep all the roadkill down. So you know they're imported. Really?
0: Yeah. Somebody thought it'd be a wise idea to bring starlings here from Europe. Oh, starlings, yeah.
1: Well, no, um, crows I
0: don't think are, but starlings. Yeah,
1: I, I think crows have been around forever. Yeah. Okay, I got a little something for them in my office. Those starlings. So my kid,
0: my my oldest boy's in China with his family. Been there for about a year now, and they're gonna take the Trans-Siberian Express home. Oh wow! And a uh, Chinese reality show is gonna tape the whole trip. Oh, wow. And in the process, on the way home, they're stopping in Mongolia. And he's going to go hunting with an eagle. Oh, falconry.
1: Yeah. Eagle.
0: With an eagle. Well, same deal. Yeah. yeah. So you, you get to ride on a horseback with the eagle on your arm. And, yeah. And he, say, he said to me the other day, I hope the eagle scratches me. It leaves a big scar on my face. <laughs> so I can say, yeah, I was hunting with a fucking eagle. Yeah, and then I got and then I got this big scratch it, it, on my it, face. It, it turned on me. <laughs> I, started, I thought I was going to die laughing,
1: but I thought, how cool is that to
0: be able to go hunting with an eagle?
1: Yeah, I had a I had a friend that was into falconry. Yeah. And, and did it uh, trained falcons how to do all of that. I I'm pretty sure it's illegal now. Well, I I think well no falcons not. I don't think falconry is. But, here. How do you, but I don't how think do you can acquire a
0: falcon. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you can... Well, in China, they just they have
1: eagles. Oh, they just have them, yeah. yeah I they mean, they, there's no law there. You no. just
0: fucking do what you want. But I, I think... You're um, lucky if
1: they don't get eaten.
0: I think... Oh, see, you've got those freaking little ground squirrels all over the place. Yeah, we got a lot of them. Um, no, the, I think falconry, I think that has their own domestically bred...
1: They must. They, yeah.
0: I, because I know it's not... I don't think it's illegal, and I, th- I know people do, that do it. I don't know them personally, but I know that people do it. Yeah, so it must I, I had be a that they. Bit. But they must have ways around that because
1: it's. Yeah.
0: But I but I thought. because well,
1: cool. you cannot keep a crow. Right. I like, didn't know that. You'll go to pound me in the ass prison for that I didn't, one. I didn't know that. You can't keep raccoons either. Huh? You can't keep raccoons anymore either. You can't keep what? what? Raccoons. No, like any of that. Well, but you used to be able to ha- have domesticated things, and then they'd just let them loose before they got too big or whatever. Well, my, I had a, my dad had an uncle, Uncle Spike, that uh,
0: had a pet raccoon. My dad was a little kid at the time. He told me the story. He said that uh, that Uncle Spike had this raccoon, and it he had it for several years. And it got, it was a boar. Apparently, it got to be a certain size that it decided that it was just going to be mean. Yeah. And one they, day he reached in to grab, I mean, he used to take him out, he used to ride on the tractor with him, and he used to ride on his shoulder, and he'd go to town with him in the truck. And yeah. it was literally like a pet. a pet. Yeah. And he kept it in a cage at night, and then in the morning he let it out. And he he said, my dad said, this coon followed him and went around with him everywhere he went. Huh. And one morning he went to get get him out of the cage, and he stuck his hand in there, and that raccoon bit onto his thumb and would not let go. Oh, geez. And he ended up, he banged it around, tried to get it off, would would not let go. And he ended up shooting it while it was on his thumb. Geez. That was the last raccoon he had for a pet, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I... But I guess they turn vile. Well, they do eventually. So you're supposed to get rid of them by five months. This, uh, one of my nurses used to keep them, but they can't keep them anymore because it's against the law. But they used to keep them to five months and then turn them loose. You know, like, if, if one was, if they found some that were, like, abandoned mm-hmm. or, you know, they would raise them up and, until they were five months and then let them loose. They're not big enough to skin them at that age. Well, no, and and they were, it was basically an animal rescue thing they were yeah. doing, but you See, can't my, do that anymore. My
0: dog had a, a coon up the tree the other day, ginormous raccoon, probably weighed 60, 70 pounds. It was huge, as big I thought it was a bear cub. It was right at twilight when it was up there, and it was up toward the top of the tree And I, from my porch. I'm looking at it going, damn, it looks like a freaking bear cub up the tree. And, uh, and of course, we just had two weeks earlier, we had a a, a a mother bear attack a dog because a cub was close by. Come to find out it was the same bear that attacked a, a, a 15 year old girl a couple years ago in malder down in cadillac south of us and uh and they did i guess they did genetic testing and figured out it was the same bear but it was ended up being a nine-year-old sow and uh so i mean that's fresh in my mind while i'm looking up at the tree and my dog at the base of the tree barking like crazy and while you all know how much i love that dog um i guess the thought of seeing a A mom bear go after it was not really something I wanted to see in my front yard. So, And uh, then I had to shoot it, then I had to deal with the DNR, and I was like, you know what, I'm just not doing that. And so I went out to get him, and I put my flashlight up the tree, and lo and behold, it was a big raccoon. (laughs) It was a ginormous raccoon. And I thought, well, I should shoot it. But then I thought, well, probably the fur is not worth much of anything Well, and right then now.
1: and then the other thing is is it's probably not in season. Right. And you probably don't have a hunting license. Oh, I got hunting licenses. Oh. You can shoot coyotes up here now year-round. Oh, year-round, yeah. That's that's pretty much anywhere. But, you know, Would supposedly you mean, we have them here, but I've never heard them. And my windows are open all night in the summer. You know what? And we haven't heard a lot of them this,
0: this year. I mean, since last fall, like actually. And uh, I don't know it's why, because w- where we are, there's used to be a ton of them. We used to hear them all the time. Hmm. But we're not hearing them, and I don't know. I mean, you don't even hear them off in the distance, you know. And I go out in the sauna at night and, and in the wintertime and in the hot tub at night, and our hot tub's outside. So, you know, pretty quiet, and it's pretty dark, and you should be hearing them if they're around. So
1: we're not hearing them. Yeah. So, so I. So back to knife content. Well, oh, I found a... Uh, I got Jim, I bought six of these, one one for Jim and the rest for me, but they're uh, these titanium sporks, and so the ones that I have always used are these uh, snow peak ones, Mm -hmm. and I'm still going to use them, but I was walking barefoot uh, in the desert on uh, the Boulder Outdoor Survival Course, uh, and it was on the, we were Camped along the Escalante River in some sand, and I was walking around barefoot. and I stepped on it and I, I dug it up, and it was a titanium spork. <laughs> and so I kept it. Uh, it was like good luck, and so I've always used those. But I found this other brand uh, called Health Pro, and, and it's the Health Pro Ultra Lightweight Super Strong Ti- Titanium Spork. Well, w- Jim and I weighed it, it weighs 14 grams, the exact weight that the uh, snow peak one is except this funny this one has a uh, bottle opener on it and uh, you could use it as a pot hook if you wanted but uh difference differences are that the snow peak one has longer tines and a little bit bigger spoon bowl so think about it a minute you have a titanium
0: spore because you want to be lightweight Right. You're gonna carry a bottle of pop with you while you're hiking. Exactly.
1: Well, you could use it as a I, you could I use it as use a it pot pot you, hook, but I, I just like them even just for around the house. They're you they're know. pretty cool. I, yeah. I'm gonna put that in my I, I have one of those titanium.
0: Uh, I showed
1: you that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: put that I'm gonna put that right in that in that titanium kit because that's a pretty cool, pretty nice lightweight setup. Uh huh. Canteen, a little more than a quart of water. And, uh, and your cup and lid and uh, now it's got a titanium spork to go with it. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Beep, beep, beep. Um, so, we just got finished with, a, with an auction sale to help a fellow knife
1: maker. Friend. Yeah. Uh, Newt Martin had uh, got some leukemia and so had an auction with Twenty different items on there uh forum and raised that's a bunch of money pretty and cool a lot of people donated stuff forty seven
0: hundred dollars yeah which is very cool and do they're probably we'll probably i'm guessing that there'll be another one here
1: in a in a short order yep um, somebody somebody paid 250 bucks for a custom imp off of there that's pretty awesome yep so hopefully he'll contact me with the uh, what he wants on his handle. I haven't heard anything from him yet. But, uh, yeah. And um,
0: and and uh, Newt's feeling a little better. You know, he's he's been, you know, first first several days of chemo, you know, you're feeling pretty spry yet, but yeah, it catches up to you and kicks your ass.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I have another knife maker friend of mine that's that's uh um not doing so well with cancer but he's had cancer before and lived about eight years or nine years longer than the doctor said he was going to live so he's he seems to be pretty okay with it he, he figured he was dying a few years ago so yeah um had eight more years of life but huh and then let's see what else we got going on um
1: um let's see uh, there's another uh, another book people might be interested in uh, David morell. he's the guy that wrote the Rambo books, and we've talked about some of his other books on here. There's one that he wrote that I really like, uh, called "Murder is a Fine Art," uh, and it's set in like Victorian England. And he spent like two years researching it. Wow! Like, uh, I mean, to get all the details right, and it is awesome. And it involves knives <laughs> as murder weapons and stuff. So it wasn't uh, not really the the,
0: the uh, what's the uh, Jack the Ripper, is it?
1: No, it's uh, it's. It's about the same. It's mirror, his, or no? Yeah, it's his. It's his. It's basically it's a historical fiction. It's uh fiction based on some real murders that actually happened. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of teed off on on that and and went different different ways with it.
0: Did they ever resolve who Jack River actually was?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think
0: they did. For a long time they talked about it being a surgeon.
1: Yeah, cuz that cuz was precise. Or at least, cuts or yeah, whatever. at least at least uh, somebody that knew anatomy well enough to do all of that. Like, a a deer uh, butchered by me is very different than a deer butchered by somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. So. That's funny. Yeah. So, did you get a pig yet? Yeah, I ordered... I have two, actually. Uh, So, there's a, a guy that... Uh, works as the materials manager at one of the surgery centers I work at. And he, his kids are raising pigs for 4 H. Ah. Um, and they're raising up two, one to go to 4 H, one to sell. Uh, but they had room for five total pigs. So Sweet. I'm like, well, raise me a couple. And he's like, uh, okay, well, what do you want me to raise? And I said, Tamworths. So he found, uh, two Tamworth mix Uh, piglets or whatever and he's he's gonna raise those up for me awesome yep so i'll
0: have two so i'm i'm taking my uh my smoker is currently getting a revised firebox oh okay uh my smoker is was originally designed to make smoked fish Okay, and it's it's so a, it's a
1: cool smoker.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's got a firebox underneath it, which is a relatively small firebox because you don't have to put a lot of it doesn't take a lot to do some yeah, fish. Yeah, all you're wanting is
1: smoke; you don't want heat in
0: there. Right, and uh, so they uh, so and it's worked fine over the years, and I, I picked it up at a yard sale, and the guy was kind of funny because he didn't really think he he was going to sell it. He just he's had it for so long that his wife said, well, "What about your smoker?". And he said, You know what? If somebody gives you a hundred bucks for it, sell it. And I and he I think he said tongue in cheek, said it tongue in cheek because when I bought it and I came back later I was talking to him and he was like, I didn't think that anybody would buy that for a hundred bucks. And it's nice because the the top part where you put the put the meat in or the fish is made out of stainless steel. Oh, okay. And it's pretty big uh Pretty big diameter, and you put four pork butts in it. Real easy. Yeah, it works real good for that. And uh, but my problem has always been that you got to put uh, wood in it every day, or uh, every day, every two hours. Oh yeah, not a big enough firebox. It's not a big enough firebox, and so uh, so I made designed one that's it's quite a bit bigger than what's there. And it will be—it's like three times the size of what a smoker that size should have.
1: Oh. okay. So I ought to be
0: able to load it up pretty good and get you know. Yeah, but it might go too hot then. Well, no, the, because I'm not—I'm keeping my my air inlets the same size. So my air right. inlets will be the same size. So it's only going to allow a certain amount of air in. It's only going to allow a certain amount of fire. So only going to allow—I mean, there's you know there's like a formula for um, how much air circulates through a smoker yeah and um uh, and so what i did was i just made the firebox bigger but all the holes for the, the air inlets are going to be um the same size mm-hmm. so i can dial it i can dial it down to where it's you know it's just going to smolder yeah and, and put off very little heat or you can ter- open them up and and you can get a nice uh you can get a nice warm fire on it but yeah um, you know you don't want to go over 200 degrees anyways yeah your dog is purging again.
1: Yeah, I like. Uh, I have an electric smoker. Yeah. I I had a really nice uh, offset firebox, big, huge smoker that I could do 80 pounds of meat on. Woo. And I used to do that every once in a while for like family gatherings and stuff like that. But uh, again, you have to monkey with it, and I just like the electric. Yeah. It's you. It tastes exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing. I mean, you're still using wood chips in it. I mean, it's it's for me, it's a no-brainer because I turn it on, put the chips in, come back the next day, and the meat's done.
0: Mm-hmm. But yep. Uh, yep, and it's all thermostatically controlled and yep. it's the perfect temperature perfect
1: all the time. Yep. So that's that's I have basically given up on the idea of a wood smoker because I just don't want to mess with it. Yeah. I have
0: a I have a box smoker that I built that's got a small, uh, electric burner in the bottom of it, you, you can, um, smoke stuff in that too, but, I don't know, I've not, I've not put pork butts in that, I've put hanging meat, jerky, that kind of stuff in there, uh, but I've not, uh, I've not done, um, I've not done any pork butts in there yet, and I, I I probably won't, because I have this other deal that's, I suppose if I was just wanted to do one pork butt, I suppose it would be all right, but I usually am doing like four at a time, and huh. I don't think it's big enough to do that many. And four isn't a lot of pork butts, I mean, it's not like it's a... 40 pounds of meat. Right, but it's not like you would, if you were doing like a, uh, like for a graduation when you had, you know, a huge number of people coming through all the time, or a wedding or something like that, those guys do like a whole hog.
1: Yeah, I, I've done graduations and weddings with my old one, and... I would do typically 80 pounds for yeah. graduation, and there'd yeah. be leftovers. Yeah. Um, so, so here's here's the deal, right? The I was driving back from downstate, went to a nerd convention, driving back Sunday night, uh, and I get on some of these, you know, back roads because there's no great way to get downstate from up right. here. <coughs>
0: Uh, hey, you got to go MC what 72 across or you yeah, down or, south a little bit and go across stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it ends up you end up on some back roads for quite a bit of the time mm-hmm. and so I'm on this back road and I come up to this guy that's going 5 miles an hour under the speed limit I'm up, I'm like okay whatever right I wait till I can pass him and then I pass him and I pull up even with him and the guy floors it <laughs> Well I'm in the the STI right so I just put the hammer down and smoked him, right? And apparently that made him mad. So he tailgates me for 10 miles and then finally turns off, right? Well, so then same situation happens again. Guy in a white uh, Jeep Cherokee or whatever, you know. I come up to him. I'm just waiting. I go to pass him, and he floors it. And I hammer down, get past him, no problem. He tailgates me. And he's waiting for the cars to clear because he keeps pulling out. And the reason I passed him is because he was weaving all over the road, right? So then he decides he's going to try to pass me. And at this point, uh, I don't know. Like this guy's drunk. Who knows? Maybe he's going to shoot at me when he when he pulls past me or whatever. So I downshifted and floored it and smoked him. Mm. And he was he was apparently very mad about that, and he kept, I, so I put the hammer down, and I was going, and I know for a fact that he was at the top speed of that vehicle, because I looked it up. <laughs> like, he went to the top speed of that vehicle to try to catch me, and I, I was like, because at that point, it's a dangerous thing to me. Right. Like, I don't know, this guy's like, who, who knows what wage. he could do, but I yep. know he was traveling at the top speed of that vehicle. That, that So, so tell me, tell me what it is in and so so this is I'm like that's twice in a row well, like how does this work like I, why is it two times in a row these jerk offs like as soon as you try to pass them they floor it I and was they're coming, driving 5 miles an hour under
0: I was coming down here and had a um I, I'm not sure what what it is uh, had a guy 31 is 50 miles 55 miles an hour in a lot of in most places all the way down. yeah and I was going you know 60 Something like that, pulling the trailer, and I come up against this guy. That and long story. He was in a store that we were in, and he was parked in the handicap spot, had a handicap plate, and you could tell he was like a douchebag, <laughs> like a like a Bernie supporter guy, <laughs> and uh, he had a cane. Now the guy's probably, maybe my age or a little bit older. He's got a cane that doesn't have a rubber tip on it, and he's and he's using that as a, like a walking thing. He's like, I'm worried about your cane because you're, you know, you're you're disabled. Obviously, you're disabled because I you know I saw him get out of the car. He sure as hell didn't look like he's disabled to me. Yeah. But he has this cane that doesn't have a doesn't have a rubber tip on it. Now you tell me. How is that helping him walk if he's disabled? Now, okay, he's got a disabled plate. Right. So that means he's limited in the amount of distance that he can walk. And he's got a cane that he's using to help him walk, yet it doesn't have a rubber tip on it. So there's no, you know, easily slide out from underneath. Anyway, so I've already formed in my mind that this guy's a douchebag. And he looked like a douchebag. He's wearing some T-shirt that said... I'm a douchebag. Yeah, and uh, and so he leaves this this place that we were at, and uh, and we catch up to him very quickly. And he left like ten minutes ahead of us, so he's going like fifty miles an hour on this fifty-five. Probably he, most people go sixty-five on it, and he's going fifty. And I'm like, you know, what the hell? And, I, and you could tell right away it was, I mean, I knew right away who it was. Yeah. Because I just see It's like, you know, I, you can tell you're nowhere to go anywhere because you're on welfare and you're freaking beating up the system really bad and, uh, you know, driving your uh, whatever car he was driving, Alero a, a or whatever the hell it is, Oldsmobile Alero, I guess. And so I pass him. You know, it was an easy pass because he yeah. was going 50 miles an hour and I was going, you know, 60. I just was, ramped it up a little bit and, and was got around him real quick. I'll be damned if he didn't try to pass me. And I'm like, if, for the last 10 minutes you've been going 50 miles an hour. Why all of a sudden do you want to pass
1: me again? Yeah. You're a freaking idiot. That's a Michigan thing. It's got to I, be. I asked, uh, I asked around the operating room because I... I I told the story, and I'm like, is this, do you guys see this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, since I've been here, I'd say, you know, I don't pass people that much because I only drive,
0: short you know, 50,
1: 55 to 59 miles an hour. Right. So it's very seldom that I actually pass them. Right. But at least a quarter of the time when I do it, somebody tries to floor it when you go to pass yeah. them. Or try to pass you back. Yeah, they al- almost always will try to pass you back, yeah. you know.
0: And I'm like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it does make me crazy. And it's up here, like yeah. that's a that's definitely a Michigan thing.
0: So, well, it's like they think they're—I don't know what. Well, like I said, the guy was the guy that did this to me today was a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, he was clearly nothing better to do. My wife was like, "Oh, don't be like that." I'm like, "What do you mean, don't be like that?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's obviously not disabled to me. I look at him, I'm like, you're, no, there's nothing wrong with you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're in pain, well yeah, well, you I know, join the it... freaking club, you know, I got arthritis in every joint in my body, <laughs> my doctor said to me the other day, just don't stand still, he said, you start standing still, he says, you're going to lock up, you're going to seize up like nothing,
1: like, yeah,
0: he's like, what are you doing for pain, I'm like, I don't know, living with it, yeah, that yeah, was funny, but anyways, so I suppose I should do that and vote for Bernie Sanders. And <laughs> well, at
1: any rate, you gotta you gotta
0: you gotta put your disclaimer up because we've got some ranting we should do about. Ah, uh,
1: I don't know if I want to get into it. It's
0: <laughs> pretty funny, actually. Yeah, the I don't Don, know. The Donald got his twelve thirty nine or whatever twelve thirty
1: six. Yeah, he's now the nominee. Yeah. Well, they they were saying they might still try to pull something at the convention. But how can they do that? Well, they can try. But Well, I guess, you know how they can try? I know how they can try.
0: Because the, the, the ones that just shifted over were not uh, committed. Oh, okay. And so there's no law that says they have to, just because they say that they're committed, that doesn't mean they have to vote for yeah. So they were they were non committed delegates that, um, which I find completely interesting, how that how that is all set up because it's literally set up saying that you don't know what the fuck you people voting don't know what the fuck you're doing.
1: Well, it's because it's the party. It, right. The, it's not. When right. You, it's totally it's well, totally right. a and party they can, issue. They can choose whoever they want. Right. To run, and we I I brought that situation up way before I mean like if you go back and listen to the podcast from like a year ago I was saying look these are political parties they can nominate whoever they want to regardless of who people vote for right but according to their rules as they
0: stand right now um whatever he wins in California will put him over the top they've already said that uh the delegates and because there's the way they're set, the parties are set up is there's a certain number like the Republican party. There's a certain number that are, um, that are committed to, to whatever the people vote for. There's a certain number that are non-committed that can vote for whoever they want. And then there's, uh, and we don't have super delegates. Yeah. So, uh, but they, but the non-committed are like usually like the governor or, uh, some high profile person in the state yeah. for the Republican party. And, uh, But they were saying that if nobody's running against him, so he's obviously going to get all of the committed uh, delegates from California, which is enough to make all of his committed delegates that he's won push him over the top. Then supposedly, according to the rules, (coughs) they can't do anything. And I would think they would be nuts to try. I think that that would be a really not a bright idea for them. Well... Yeah, but see, I'm pretty convinced that you have this group of people in Washington and their friends are making tons of money. Yeah, and they don't want that Apple card upset. Yeah, that's that's what I've been saying all yep. along. And uh, and I think that um, that I think they feel that Trump is going to upset that, which I have a little. Uh, I have little evidence to show me that he won't. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's basically ran on upsetting that. Exactly, but... exactly. Yeah. And and you know, quite honestly, it's time. Um, you know, I've for the past ten years, fifteen years, I've been talking about um, a political revolution. You know, hoping that our political system will will uh, will clean itself up because, legitimately. Washington, D.C. needs an enema. It needs a purging. I mean, yeah. there is no question in my mind that when you've got the top, the, the major league topic in an economy that's been stagnant for for 15 fucking years,
1: and we're worried about well, where they, to pee. They, well, and they tell you uh, every, every time... Uh they release numbers. It's like, oh, the economy's growing. It's like, mm, no, it's not. Yeah, it's
0: not. It's, it's you, literally you might been be, stagnated. You, you
1: guys might be, like, ciphering more money out of the economy into Washington, D.C., right. but the economy as a whole is not Right, no, growing. it's totally stagnant. And And if you look at, if you talk to people
0: that are in the... Fifty to hundred thousand dollar range. They'll tell you that for the past ten years they've not gotten a raise. Yeah. They, they've not been. There's no three percent. There's no five percent. There's no no percent. Yeah. You know. They, so that means that they've gone backwards. Yeah. And and that's what's going on. And I think that that's what's driving this election. Um, people are mad and, about it. Yeah. And 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 you have a president that's in Hi- Hiro- Hiroshima, Hiroshima, however you want to say it saying he's sorry for us dropping the fucking atom bomb on this group of people that started a war with us back in the 40s. Um, and we have Memorial Day weekend this weekend. And guess what? He's not honoring any of our war dead at all.
1: Uh, well, good riddance. He's That's going. Fucking, I tell you what, I'd be glad when he's gone. Well, he is going. So he can't stop the clock. So so, so
0: Harry Truman said, one of his famous quotes is... Um, the only way you can get rich in politics, politics, is if you are a crook. Yeah. You know, and look at what, one of our presidents, all of them, gotten rich. Yeah. They all. get well, rich. Well, even our Secretary of State has gotten rich. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, I'm sure John Kerry, mealy-mouthed John Kerry, is, uh, is
1: fucking getting rich too. Very likely. Well, anyway, uh, we gotta wrap this up because I gotta get some food made oh yeah I'm, I'm all up in that i like that
0: yeah we were so, gonna go smoke a cigar yeah but yeah, showed you, showed late. <laughs> you showed up three hours late i know <laughs> i had to so. fix your electrical system on your trailer well that was nice of you yeah so, well anyways no
1: i got nothing else you got anything else not really uh, i just acquired through an auction for newt uh, the only hollow handled tracker knife that Martin Knives I have ever made with a hedgehog leatherwork sheath. And I bought one of their knives. I don't knives think you made that though. I think his uncle made that. Yeah. It's like Hank Martin, yeah. I think made it, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've played with that knife. That was at PWIP. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yep.
0: Well, anyways, so like us on Facebook guys. Um, Drop us a note at uh, uh, podcast@knifejournal.com. Uh, come on to the website and uh, anything you want to talk about, let us know. Right? Okay? Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.